the back. He's on the left boot. There's another one. He's kicked another one. That's five goals to Luke Bruce. Henderson, can he get there for the half volley? Couldn't quite scoop it up. Wearing. Hold him down. He had the night slippers on. Crept up behind him. And ripped him down. Did Bobby. Warble might get it in the end anyway. Got through traffic. Gave it up. Show him, Marcus. A big show. He puts on a show. Shaw got it. Petrowski Seaton back inside. Murphy run down from behind. And with a half throw handball, Henderson's got it. Little shimmy. Mitchell, he's a superstar. He is an absolute superstar, Tom Mitchell. With the spot in the top eight up for grabs, Hawthorne laid waste to a woeful Carlton side, recording a clinical 72-point win. And while some familiar faces starred, one young gun in particular stole the spotlight. Hawks fans filled with hope for the future. But we'll get to all that. First, the formalities, as I welcome you to the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason. Sitting across from me is my co-host, a man who witnessed the arrival of one James Warple. G'day, Tiz. Well, we had flashes earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and he's just starting to deliver, isn't he? I tell you what, we've been uh, shoveling coal into that hype train, and boy, hasn't it just come into the station. Well, we were pretty pleased when he when we got him from Geelong Falcons. Oh yeah, we've been on this from day one. Because we pulled him out from under the nose of Eston, <laughs> who really wanted an inside mid, and now we can see why. Those quick hands, flashes mm-hmm. of brilliance, decision-making skills, looks good. And uh, Tommy Mitchell's like, it was very nice, actually, to have someone else in there getting contested possessions. I really enjoyed that. Um, Wow, way to throw some shade, Tommy. Well done. (laughs) He's pretty tired in that post-match interview, I guess. You would be too. (laughs) He played a hell of a game himself. Warple, I mean, 32 touches, 88% efficiency, 14 of those were contested, 10 score involvements, 3 direct goal assists himself. So... I mean, we heard from Hayden, uh, who hit us up at Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. He said, hashtag Warple Watch has been justified. Now let's hope he stays in and plays more midfield time. Hooray, we were correct. <laughs> and we'll take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> now, now of course, what's our next hashtag? <laughs> well, it's got to be make the switch, doesn't it? Oh, the switch to Mitch. Mind you, yeah, we, we had a question about that from uh, another one of our listeners. I thought Shuey performed quite well. Oh, we'll get to Shuey. I, I was quite uh um, Well, quite I mean, that would him. be the bloke keeping Mitch out at the moment. Yeah, I think so. We heard from Stephen who asked, will Mitchell Lewis play again this year? I could go either way on that one. Obviously, no, he, he every- definitely will. He'll be at Sandringham on the weekend. <laughs> I think he means for AFL tears. Oh, right. Don't be facetious. I could be go beautiful I- down there this weekend. <laughs> could- right on the bay. Couldn't imagine anything worse than playing at Sandringham this weekend. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everybody will be trying to get out of that VFL side this weekend. <laughs> Everyone's hoping for a recall. Yeah. No, with Mitch Lewis, I would. everyone knows I would love to see him in the side. Um, at this stage, I'm just not sure. It could go, could go either way for him. Um, but, I mean, if we keep on winning by 72 points... 72. Oh, you're so dissatisfied with the margin. They had the live ladder there, and I'm just seeing Hawthorne jump above Geelong when uh, Gunston missed that goal, which he should have done a drop punt for. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. That'll be the next thing Dunstall starts going on about. Yeah, right, the the cheeky snap kicks. Yeah, no more dribbles, but... Yeah. Because no one's doing dribbles, apparently. I watched the bounce, actually, Mm -hmm. this week. Yeah. Great show. Really love it. Mm -hmm. It's total crap. (laughs) Don't you think? Oh, look, it's a bit of light entertainment. But it's deliberate. What do you mean? Like, it's deliberately bad. It couldn't be that bad without it being deliberate. It's like, <laughs> a, del- it's like a deliberate out of bounds. You know how you can tell? You are so salty today. They just don't want to compete. Now, <laughs> anyway, go on. Well, well all I was going to say is I'm quite content with 72 points. We're in the eight. What more do you want? I went into this game feeling a little I nervous. I wanted to smack... What? Yeah, that was ridiculous. No, come I, on. At halftime, I went through and started liking all the people that were non-confident before the game. <laughs> oh, I just enjoyed that, going through, going, oh, I think Hawthorne will lose today. Oh, no, Jager's out. We, oh, we you were all legion. underestimated Carlton and how bad <laughs> they were. How bad they are. How bad they're going to be. <laughs> Yeah, okay. There was a bit of a miscalculation there. Even Marchbank, what's he? What's he uh, drinking down at the club? He's having a go at people, and yeah, obviously they don't drink milk after Fisher's injury. What the hell's going on there? I was going to say the most we, innocuous tackle I've seen. Are we? Uh, are we in a good position to be throwing shade at people for? Um, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm a little bit angry. I, I'm I bit, can tell. Give, I've got a bit of the roughies about me, you know, <laughs> when he goes for his media press conferences. <laughs> 
This is the kind of attitude that I bring to the table today. You're going full Jared Ruffhead in the 2014 Grand Final. Yeah, well, I'm... Lining people up like they're Dan Hanabry. What are you doing? Oh, he's been linked with coming to Hawthorne. There's absolutely no chance of that. No, nah, there's no chance. It's yeah, not happening. Put the target on a bloke in the Grand Final. I doubt he's going to play for you. <laughs> <sighs> Look, you've got numerous targets yourself. I don't even know where to start. You're unhappy with the margin. All I'll say about that is Hawks fans demanded a big win. And we got it. We're inside the eight. Mission accomplished for round 18. Okay? This is exactly what we wanted, and we got it. Now what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Dan Howe. I know you want to talk about Dan Howe. If you're going to clock someone, clock him. Don't just punch him. <laughs> I don't think... Did he even mean to? Did he even mean to? I don't... I don't... Uh... Is this that argument that he bent at the knees? No, no. It's not that argument. He I... was aiming for his chest? Yeah, that. He's sort of... I don't know. I... The best I can At tell... At least grab the jumper. <laughs> the best I can tell, it's it's maybe just an aspect, a dimension of his role that he's playing for Hawthorne. Well, not for the time being, obviously not for five weeks at least, but it just spilled over. That aggression spilled over in, in the worst, I've most silly seen, way I've possible. I've never seen stuff like that from Dan before. No, that's what I'm saying. It's just a once in a blue moon thing. It's spilt over and it's cost him. And then, and then the and then he goes to the tribunal and pleads guilty. Yeah. Who the hell told him to plead guilty? Now he looks like a thug. <laughs> For a trip that, well, a so-called trip, I should say. All right, say, so because... he's got bandaging on his left knee, right? Yep. So, pardon me if I'm wrong. He doesn't want to go both knees to the ground mm. to contest the, the ball, yep. right? Because it was on the ground. Zach Fisher did a beautiful pirouette, picked it up. Right, so he's mistimed it. Yeah, but I've seen Sammy Mitchell, I've seen Danger, I've seen a hell of a lot of prime midfielders go in with one leg extended and and one leg uh, underneath them, mm. and that allows them to uh, handball over the head very very quickly and accurately with being able to see the target as well. Now, as far as Twitter was concerned, there was sort of a near universal consensus God, they that came for him. You've got a different perspective on on this than me. Then, what were you going to say? Oh, they said he was it was a deliberate act of bastardry. <laughs> That's a quote, is it? Who said that? John Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not Tom the, Brown? Not that eloquent. Actually, I've got some Matt Thompson, Tom Brown, Robbo. What's the other one? John Ralph, Mitch Cleary esque <laughs> yeah. headline for you. Oh no, you've that, thrown a few people under the bus here. That could be mm -hmm. the last game how plays in a Hawthorne jumper. Oh, he's right. Uncontracted. Yeah, he's, he's not in contract. That, well, I'll call this. That's rubbish. Hawthorne would be mad to not throw the kitchen sink at him, especially after playing him all year. He's in our best 22. Well, we're going to get him for cheaper then. If he's holding out to get a better contract <laughs> well, yeah. off his form. He, he can't prove it in the last five he's games. Done. That's it. You better <laughs> sign now before we forget how good you were, Dan. He, he better hope that we make finals. And John O'Rourke ain't as good as we think he is. He could be fantastic, <laughs> mate. Did you oh, see his really? game? He, he was so near halftime, he was leading our contested efforts. You're doing this deliberately. What? <laughs> now, what he meant? He was leading our contested possessions, <laughs> and he was he was putting his head over the ball. He's doing everything. He's, you know, going in, trying to finish goals, things like that. It was just... Uh, yeah, this can't be coincidence that what? you're high on John O'Rourke after the social media mauling that I copped. Did you? I... Did, didn't oh, notice? No, nah, I didn't notice. Nah, right, no, okay. I just went under the radar. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm not I'm not even going to bother to defend it. Uh, I don't need to say anything more about it. It's it's a, just a... No, John O'Rourke will play out the year. Well, he probably will play out the year. He might even get a contract. He may do. And if he and does, well, if he does get a contract, we'll know for sure that well, he's earned it. Let, let's put it in perspective. You you and I were both pretty happy mm. that he was getting another go. We weren't happy yeah. uh, Jager was out. We were happy John O'Rourke got another sure. look because yeah. he warranted from his last game. But, but, this is, uh, but this is the thing. It's an error from a guy who really, if he's going to win that contract, he needs a perfect 2018 oh, he'd be disappointed. He'd oh, be for disappointed. sure. And Just like we've been hearing about how disappointed Timmy is in his year. Oh, boy. Okay. So it was a rough day for me, clearly, because I uh, arrived at aisle 36 and I turned around just before the game was and on, and lo and was behold... He, was he eyeballing you? He doesn't care who I am. He doesn't know. You didn't go up and introduce yourself? Tell no. him he should listen? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I want to remain invisible. Well, he could go back and listen to that podcast, you know, where he played really well and we were all over him. <laughs> yeah, and those are out there. They are. They're, those exist. They're a bit far back down, but... Yeah, they're 2017. They're off the feed or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're out there somewhere. But, um, no, I, I did spot Tim O'Brien. It did a bit of a double take. I immediately felt bad. Because I know this is very simple-minded, 
but it kind of humanized him a bit. Oh, like, you didn't realize he wasn't <laughs> like a cyborg or something, just <laughs> badly programmed. Oh, that's now I only bring this up because I'm gonna really, really actively try not to put the boot into him anymore because, because... It, did, it did humanize him. And the fact is, this also coincided with an article that came out. Uh, I think it surfaced on AFL's website. Yeah, interview with Clarko. Yeah, and Clarko gave some insight into Tim O'Brien's year and how <laughs> they felt that they'd done him a bit of a disservice by playing him in so many multiple roles and there's no continuity in his game. Yeah, he and... played ruck, he played defence, he played half forward, he played lead up forward, he played uh, target forward, he's played yeah. so many ridiculous roles. They recognise... There's no continuity and they keep dropping him. Yeah. You know. They recognise, or Clarko mentioned that, you know, the club had some responsibility for maybe a drop in confidence and why he's not had the best year. And and also, you know, the murmurs around the club is that Tim Tim O'Brien knows. And, and oh, he's, really? <laughs> no, he himself is unhappy with his, his pride ear. would be pricked. Yeah. Anyway, given all that, I am going to lay off. And the fact is, he is contracted. And you've... You know, you've got plenty of ammo for next year. No. Is that is that how it works? No, that's not what I'm saying. You don't you don't want to go hard too early with Tim? Is that <laughs> is that right? Because no, you know you I'm... went hard on Jono, and then he produced. <laughs> this is just shameless. Yeah. Just putting the boots in. It's I'm... good. I enjoy it. No, I don't want to circle back around to Jono O'Rourke. That. All right. Well, let's go on to Shuey, the other one you like to kick. No, that is not true. <laughs> You're the how worst. How good is for that it. left leg of his? I love that. We're left just going to skip over. The, you're the one that targets Shuey, anyway. <laughs> I'm just disappointed because I know how good Shuey can be. We all know. We saw it in 2015. Didn't he just look pretty comfortable out there? He just slotted in pretty seamlessly. Played his role. Two yeah. goals. There's a little bit of the bravado about it. Mm-hmm. He was happy to be back. The more we talk about this game, though, I keep on thinking there's that big asterisk of it was Carlton. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Now, in terms of a reintroduction to that level of football. What AFL? Yes, that went well. That was a good. That was a nice little sort of ease back into the, the expectation of what mm-hmm. must be done. Yeah, we're sort of ramping up in difficulty. I feel like. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. We're going from one team that can't defend or attack, <laughs> play football, to one team that can only defend. <laughs> so. I guess that's a step up. Before we go too deep into the recap, uh, I just want to say you can rate and review us on iTunes. 86 ratings, Tiz. Been bumped oh. up to 86. Oh-ho. Yep. That increment of one is slightly suspicious. I'm pretty thankful for it because we can't go too much higher. Cause I feel like you might have done it just to get another one of these stupid <laughs> the bloody who did we drafted 86 things. <laughs> yeah, well, I've... Better be someone notable. If it's someone I've never heard of again. I've done well so far because I, I didn't ever expect that we'd get this much content. You had out one of... last week where it was an unused pick. <laughs> that was just for laughs. Oh, God. That was just a joke. The other two were good. We just have the one player this week. Okay. We've only really? used a number 86 once. Chris Barlow. Oh, one of my favourites. 1998, we took him 102 games. Career best five goals against the Pies in 2001, which I don't remember. I think I remember that one. Mm -hmm. Chris with a K. Yep. Uh, He kind of made me look like a genius. Oh, yeah? Yep, sitting in the crowd. And, uh, you know, Hawthorne needed a goal. I heard Bruce say so. (laughs) Um, Bruce was like, Hawthorne need a goal here. and uh, Always true. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, you go to any football game and you can just hear Bruce saying that and it's always true. It's wonderful. That's it why just, he's the best. It, it is. That is exactly why he's the best, because it's timeless, some of his commentary. Uh, anyway. Hawthorne, you just get the feeling Hawthorne need to win here. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I you know, sort of said to the bay around me, um, Chris Barlow will kick this next one. And the throw-in happened and went over the back. Chris put it straight through with a lovely little banana. He had good skills, Chris. And, uh, yeah, I look like a champion. I just announced that I was going to go off and get a bucket of chips after that. <laughs> you just reward yourself. Yeah. Your own little pat on the back for being a prophet. Very nice. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at uh, HawkTalkPod, on our way to a 1,000 followers. So uh, share us, retweet our stuff, and get people on board as we surge towards that milestone. You can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And uh, our Celebrating Cyril special is still up as well. So, um yeah, well, I think uh, 
I think people should write in with when they were, you know, prophetic about the next play. Oh, very nice. Kid us up with your moments of uh, personal pride about when you were prophetic at the football, basically. Well, there is a bit. You feel that in grand finals, though. You can mm. you can feel the tide really turn in a grand final. Remember that ball coming down from down towards Buddy with Cyril at his feet? Of course, yeah. We were already ready for that goal, weren't we? <laughs> Textbook stuff. We talk about that on the Celebrating Cyril special, which if, if you haven't seen that, it's a uh, it's great viewing. We've got nothing but positive feedback for it. And just jump on, celebrate a superstar. It's, it's on our WordPress page, which doesn't get a look at all, yeah. quite deliberately, but... We can uh, we can link people to it as we have done in previous weeks. It's a bit hard to find, but if anyone wants it, do hit us up and, and I'll uh, I'll tweet it again. It's wonderful when you're having a bath. Did you message me that? You've no, said that I, at some point. I got point. that into the other podcast too. Oh right, and just That's slid in there, and you didn't notice. Yeah, I was like, this is a peculiar sense of deja vu I'm having. I swear you've said this before. <laughs> it must be very good if you're talking about it again. Anyway, Hawthorne. Well, your tears don't, you know. <laughs> put your head under the water when the tears come up. <laughs> Yeah, it's all the best tears. It must be said. It's it's emotional, but in all the good, all the right ways. Now, um, Hawthorne eighteen sixteen hundred twenty four defeated Carlton seven ten fifty two. I was nervous heading into this with O'Meara <laughs> being out, but um, I needn't uh, have been as of ten minutes into the first quarter because Carlton were rubbish. They were absolutely yep, terrible. We hadn't kicked a goal with five minutes in, and uh, suddenly it was all over by ten minutes, which is <laughs> great game. Fantastic. Now, Mitchell had 46 touches at 78% efficiency, more tackles than anyone else out there, and hit the scoreboard with 2-2. 12 score involvements total, BOG by far. And ding, 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 ding. Brownlow. <laughs> I think so. It's it's looking increasingly likely. It does still slightly worry me, as it did with the Brisbane game. You just, you just, it's him, then daylight. I guess the next best were Bruce and Poppy by, by virtue yeah. of their respective yeah. hauls. With, uh, well, Poppy got four and Bruce got five, which by the time the siren sounded and I saw that Bruce had five, I was like, oh, did he? <laughs> I just didn't even didn't even register that he kicked that many. I don't know what that was all about, but did you notice him? I noticed Poppy a lot more. He just goes about workmen like displays. I guess he does, yeah. Maybe we're too used to it this year with Bruce. Oh, phenomenal year. Phenomenal. I mean, la- last week was not great, but other than that, he's put on a stellar 2018, must be said. Now, uh, who else did you like in this game? We've obviously touched on Warple. Mitchell, fantastic, must be said. Bruce, Poppy, who else did you like? Our defence was pretty good. <laughs> Didn't have much to play against. <laughs> I mean, again, that asterisk of playing Carlton pops up. Uh, well, we've spoken about John O. Yes, solid she- game. Shields played all right. Yep. Uh, how about the kick from Henderson from the boundary? I was just going to bring up Henderson. He he bobbed up, and uh, I think he proved very handy all over the park, really. Paul Wiedering. <laughs> Kicks it out of bounds on the fall. That was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> pick one, people. Pick one. Never waste early <laughs> picks on players that are tall, because it's just fraught with danger. Like, they take so. so long to come off. By the time they finally come off, they're usually at a different club. <laughs> it's interesting. I'd, I'd love to hear people's thoughts on that. At Hawk Talk Pod, I haven't noticed that trend myself. But look, I like Henderson's game. Um, what about Ruffy, though? He played with purpose. That'll happen media... after a week of speculation <laughs> yeah, about his future. Yeah, the media came for Ruffy. And uh, as as I spoke about earlier, that's you know, no right to come from him. No, not at all. Um, some unsung heroes. Harry Morrison. Just a classic Harry Morrison game. Just very workmanlike, nothing flash, just dependable. He's the master of getting, you know, hovering around 15 touches for a game, but you can count on them. The thing is, it's Carlton. It was a nice team effort. Hawthorne relaxed a bit. Carlton got a couple of goals. Then we sort of, you know, with about five minutes to go, we put the foot down again. Finally got above Geelong, thank goodness. Me Mm. at the pub, finally. Relaxed, you know. Yeah. But uh, we've got Burgers coming back in, mm-hmm. probably Jager Amira. Yep. And I think Amira was just uh, rested, don't you? I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like that's what it was. Mind you, they forecast that in the uh, in the team list on the they Thursday did, night. But was he first on the interchange bench? No, he wasn't. Was he last on the interchange bench? No, he was about fifth. So your theory about who goes out of the side yeah, based well, on the team sheets. only four sheets. on the interchange bench, mate, and he's fifth. What's he listed, Chief? I know you've looked it up. 
Okay, so here we go. I've brought up Carlton Hawthorne, round 18 squad. Just get to the thing. (laughs) You've got the sniff that you're wrong. Yeah, because you're elongating it. You're so right. I'm just milking this moment for all it's worth. Miles, Warple, O'Meara, Whitecross, Pismet, Jaray, Connor Glass, O'Rourke. So close. So close. So close. Who's that last one? O'Rourke. O'Rourke, yeah. This is desperate. (laughs) (laughs) This is a shameless attempt to get back at me. Just because you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're both wrong. Have you heard about Gil McLaughlin? Are we really going to get into this? Because last podcast, it was an editing bonanza. Did we cut a lot? We cut a lot. Because I don't want to... You didn't leave that in? I didn't leave the state of the... Don't you listen back to the podcast? Nah. (laughs) Not for me, mate. Not a fan I've heard their opinions and... uh... (laughs) No, clearly... That we're bogged down in the state of the game stuff. It's really ramped up this week. I can't believe you didn't put that. I put so much work into that. The multi-ball theory. Didn't you like that? <laughs> multi-ball theory. Did you hear that one where they're going to have two goal squares? Yep. A I, slow I've... and a fast goal square? Yeah. What is it about today when we're recording on the Wednesday? What is it that they've made today the day to just throw everything and see what sticks? In terms of rules. What about my hungry hippo form of the game? Hungry, <laughs> hungry hippos. It's all contested. <laughs> I mean, that would be something to behold. I'm not going to deny. But I I actually currently like... I might be the only person left who likes AFL as it is. Oh, uh, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. They want to change everything. Sure. Just don't be ridiculous about it. No. At the moment... Get some cough medicine and shove it down the AFL... Because it's all where does it too end? bloody congested. Where does it end? Where, where, where do you stop tinkering with the game? Uh, it feels like they've made not many advancements in, in, in experimenting and changing things. And yeah, because they're too bloody gigs. timid. And now that, Let's and not now change that's changing. the game too much because the fans might get, you know, arced up. Yeah, and this fan is getting arced up. Well, what's up. actually happening is the fans aren't getting arced up because they couldn't give us stuff because the game's crap. I disagree with that. They are not getting arced up. The only guys getting arced up are blokes that enjoy watching blokes run into each other. And they can go and watch rugby, as far as I'm concerned. That's what they want. At why, the moment, you, we have a hybrid a, form of rugby basketball. Why don't you watch a different game, then? If, if, it's not, if, it's, if this game isn't doing anything for you... Why should I go and watch a different game? Why should I? Why should I have when something I have that the I? Rules why should I have something that I that I love and currently enjoy? Why should I have the product bastardized into, you know, what's effectively, you know, we went and saw AFLX earlier this year and we gave heaps to that, you know, we paid out on that plenty. But all I'm hearing now is you want to see quite enjoyable, if you recall. No, it wasn't. We watched all our young. It was players. enjoyable because we watched there the young players. There was plenty of space. We could see if they were skilled or and not there was skilled. No, and there Connor was nothing. Nash great off the There was nothing on line. the line, and we just made jokes the whole time. Yeah, That's why it was there enjoyable. Was nothing on the line. I do not want to see us gravitate towards that mode of of play. That well, who knows what kind of form it is, but I do not want to watch uh, out the back goals till the end of time. And midfielders picking up all the awards because they get all the touches. And, you know, head-high freeze being one of the greatest advantages in the game because it actually allows you to move the ball forward. I do think it's very much a slippery slope. I don't want to see... You'll be changing stuff I mean, look at Hawthorne. Where are all our most talented players when they come to the club? Where do we put them? We put them behind the ball. We put Sicily behind the ball. We put Burton behind the ball. I I just think you'll be changing things to the end of the time. To, To get the perfect game... You'll never get it. And it, all it does is, is it just disrespects the fans who enjoy the current product. All I want is one-on-one contests. I want skills-based football. You already have that. No, I don't. It doesn't matter what mode you put them in and what rules you have around them. Yeah. And there's that, always going to be a fluctuating there, quality. There will always be a fluctuation in quality, yes. But the style of the game can change. Now, if it was, say... See, we've got a, we've got a problem. We've only got 18 clubs. There's not a lot of competition for AFL, right? There's only the AFL. There's no other form of Australian rules, Mm. right? Not like in soccer, where certain leagues and certain countries have different ways of going about football. Some are more attacking leagues, some are more defence-minded leagues. Mm. Similarly, some clubs maintain their supporter base by playing a style of football that is entertaining rather than successful. Mm. Right? 
Now, if you in, if you invoke relegation and you have, you know, several different leagues under the AFL and you can move between leagues and things like that, you might see that kind of stuff happening where entertainment value is actually rewarded. But at the moment, winning is the only thing that is a reward. What would you say is more entertaining, um, a round ball or a football? The unpredictability of the football would indicate that it was more entertaining. But it's less efficient, less less conducive to goals because you don't know where it's, where it's going to go. Round ball, it's much easier to direct it where you want to go. And when it bounces, it bounces where you think it's going to go. So therefore, we should bring in a round ball because that's more conducive to more goals and higher scoring and therefore more ads and more revenue. And therefore, it's a more entertaining style of game, wouldn't you say, Tiz? But that would kill the whole concept of the game because we might as well play soccer. Hmm. Interesting. But then... So hang on. What I'm hearing is that's a change too far. I'm I'm sorry. Your straw man is way too far away from our conversation. No, it's it's not because we get there. No. We get there eventually. Really? That's exactly what happens. No, I'm pretty sure the yellow brick road doesn't go that far. I reckon it does. <laughs> no, no, no. Because they're the tink- munchkins will stop. They're us. tinkering to a point where they'll never stop. No, of course they'll. they'll of course ne- they'll stop. They no, stop they for a won't. while. Nah, it, it's just going to keep on being refined over and over again thinking about hip pockets Look. and how to best line them. It's it's just, it will never stop. The, and, and the change, they can't even get the changes they've already made right. That's what's going to hurt the game. It's people are going to get so frustrated being strung along to what to what men in suits think are good ideas. All right. And, and the game so, they loved is going to be torn apart and beyond recognition before too long. So there's a lot of Jurassic Park about this. <laughs> The more you interfere, the less predictable the result. They've been interfering for a long time. They've realised that all their interferences have been met with coaches' interferences, right? Yep. And suddenly they're at a point of no return and they've got to change so much of the game to get back to something that they wanted. And the the reason that happens is because we just don't have the competition with AFL. There's no other AFL league. There's no other... Australian Rules League, I know I said it before, but if you don't have that, then there's no real buffer zone. Do you understand? You mm. can't you can't get the differentiation in it. So basically we're at odds on all this state of the game stuff is what I'm hearing. What you um, and I. Yep. Yeah. I've got the players and none of the fans, is that right? And <laughs> I've got some of the coaches and AFL House behind me. Look, you'll win the day. <laughs> That's not in doubt, but I'm just being the old man yells at cloud guy. Okay, I'm I'm just being the the old fart that doesn't like change, mate. I think you're confusing yourself for a Collingwood or a Richmond supporter. This, you know, the rule changes aren't going to trouble your club. It, it's never been about Hawthorne. It's never been about that. It is really about just me enjoying the game and, like, you know, the thing I get caught up on is I just I don't like the attitude of. The league basically going, all right, well, uh, we're going to do this now. And then everyone who loves the game just has to go, oh, okay, well... You just, we, we, you just yeah, haven't gonna... met enough people that call themselves custodians, mate. They're all like that. <laughs> They're all like that. I'm a custodian and, you know, apparently it's theirs. So they, They'll just they'll do whatever they want and, you know, screw the supporters. Screw the people who like the game. You, you're just going to come with us on this ride because you like your team and you've got no choice but to support them. So you'll be there, won't you? All right, we'll see you next year. Everything will be different, but you'll be there. Yeah. I just I, That arrogance really riles me up and it, and it hurts because they're right. Yeah. I you will, will be, be there. there you're an I addict. Lo- I love Hawthorne too damn much to not be there and they know it. And yep. I hate the arrogance of it and I only hope that I love the game and whatever it becomes. My my fear is that I won't and that I'll stop liking it. I love Hawthorne. Yeah. But the guys, the people that get me to go are the individuals that play the game. The individuals that are representing Hawthorne. Yeah, and we've we've just seen a few exit and call time in their careers. We're at an interesting time. We've still got plenty of people that will get me through the gate. But, um, you know, speaking of Cyril before, I mean that's that's a huge loss for someone like the that, that views the game in terms of individuals and their specific talent that they bring. 
it's not just guys like that. I mean, some very, very individual talents don't even make it into the game because it's just too, you know, congested and, it's, it's and contested. Too, it's too the way it is. Yeah. All right, so if we could try and just wrap this up. Well, I you're, think you're, you're, this you're... is fine. We're, we're, this is the end here. This, that's fine. I'm happy. No, I, I mean, don't... we're only going to hear about it through the media for the next 10 weeks. So well, that's... <laughs> We can stop here and someone else will finish our sentence for us. Essentially, you're disillusioned with the game how it is and you're excited for change. Yep. You're going to get that change. Yay. I'm still excited with the game the way it is and I'm disillusioned about the change that's coming. No, because... We are completely at odds. Because you're not going to be non-excited about the game next year. I don't know that. All change is exciting. No, I disagree with that. I don't know about how I'll feel about it I hope that it's I, I hope that it doesn't frustrate me like it has at points this year it all comes down to whether I trust the AFL I don't really so no. who, I don't, who I don't. trusts any governing organisation <laughs> well true enough look the tip of the iceberg was the club songs and this year has been horrible for someone that's been massively cynical about the AFL I've been given no reason to back down I've been cynical at every single turn and uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting because we are like I just laid out for you. We are of completely different perspectives, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. And I hope I can go with you on that. That's all. That's the only place I'm coming from. It'll be great. Change the rules. Make Hawthorne great again. <laughs> oh no! Jeez, is that going to be the catch drain, cry? Is drain it? the um, clogmire. Drain of the, the midfield. Clogmire. There you go. How's that? Instead of drain the swamp, see what I did there? Drain the clogmire of a midfield. Yes. <laughs> so happy with yourself. Uh, hopefully Wait we're happy. Wait for Bill McLaughlin to roll that out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what a catchphrase. What a slogan for the for the league to adopt. Ho- hopefully we're happy this weekend. Well, by the end of it at least. Fremantle Hawthorne Sunday, 4.40pm at Optus Stadium. Now, the Hawks will be looking to improve on a poor record in venue debuts. This is according to the Hawthorne FC website. The club having won just five of 30 previous first games at venues. So we're rocking up. We haven't played here before. I still Stadium. haven't forgotten that Adelaide bloody game. Yep. Uh, I have to hear about that every time I caption the Crows show. The inaugural squad what, Every time? They mention it almost weekly. Wow. Yeah, they constantly bring up the inaugural squad beating Hawthorne. We're such a benchmark. Well, this is the thing. I kind of don't mind it. Because, I mean, at least Hawthorne is historical, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, winning or losing, we're significant. I'll take that. Now, Andrew uh, hit us up at HawkTalkPod on Twitter. Does how out of the midfield give us more attacking options through there, or are there zero positives in all this? And Jez similarly asks, will Howe's absence demonstrate his value? Oh, you mean like we'll notice his absence? Yeah, we'll go, well, gee, he was actually quite important to our structure and what he provides to the team. Okay, um, well, Shields won't be doing that many inside 50s ever again because he'll probably be in a tagging role. Unless we do, you know, we just go head-to-head. I mean, it's not like they have Fife over at Frio anymore. He's he's injured at the moment. Yeah, see, I thought, you know, first glance at that, I'm like, well, gee, who could fill um, Hal's role? I did think Shields because he has been known to tag in the past. But then... It was also suggested to me that Cousins comes in and I guess we, we play him. He's done of, that role before. Yeah, so, um, you know, we could give him a try for the rest of the year, I guess that would be. I mean, I mean, how hard is a run with roll? Is it really that hard? I, well, I barely run as it is myself, so <laughs> let alone running with someone. Uh, I wouldn't know, Tiz, I wouldn't know. I, I imagine it's pretty exhausting, isn't it, to try and nullify a player? The only thing I thought was um, perhaps... Perhaps Lovell might get a look later in the year. Um, Can't but, leave it too uh, much later. It would probably have to be this week if he gets a look, don't you think? No, oh, no, you can leave it as late as you like. If we're out of contention with a couple of bad results, no, anything oh, yeah. can happen. Mm. Like, we might play that fast and slow square, you know, whatever. There's no need to drag us back into that place. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Um no, how I think is much more important than I ever anticipated. Well, we're about to find out. I just don't think he's all that integral to our... You don't think he's best 22? I do, but I don't. I think you're overestimating his importance. Put it this way, I don't think we'll necessarily see it this weekend. One soldier for another. That's not really a luxury that Hawthorne has at the moment. Yeah, it is. We don't really have that depth. Yeah, it'll be fine. 
granted, it could be tested with other omissions or other injuries. We've got burgers in our mirror to come back in. It'll help, hey? I mean, we heard from Al, uh, who said, uh, interesting prospect for selection this week. Who makes way for Jager O'Meara and Silk? How is out? So there's one. I think it's down to Miles and O'Rourke for the other. Either will be unlucky to be omitted, though, I reckon. Thoughts? Because uh, I don't really want... Everyone looked pretty good, didn't they? Well, that's Carlton. That's the byproduct of a 72-point win. Everyone kind of looks good. I don't really want to see Miles out of the side. I think he's starting to put together some... Pretty solid footy. No, I, I don't think they'd drop miles, no. And O'Rourke, I mean, what's the well, point? First, what's, why would you get rid of him at this in, stage? First in, first out, something like that? or Last in, first out, sorry. Yeah. LIFO. LIFO. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I guess O'Rourke would be a bit stiff, although I was harsh on him in that one moment. I just, it, I feel like he redeemed himself perfectly and, yeah, he, he put together a, a solid game himself. So, I don't know. Who does go out? Other than those two, I'm not sure. Do we give Harry Morrison a rest? I mean, he's played... White Cross. Yeah, White Cross, yeah. I think, actually, White Cross will come out for burgers, so that might be all. Uh, we heard from Liam, uh, who said, um, Hawthorne might give O'Rourke a few weeks to say, here's your shot, you're playing for your career, what can you do? And I think Liam might be right there, and I think he's hit the nail on the head. Um, that's basically what's on the, on the line for O'Rourke at the moment. If he does keep his spot, he is playing for a contract and probably can't make those kinds of errors when he's the only one in the spotlight. That's all I'm saying. That's all I ever meant to say. I need some confidence. Yep, exactly. Keep him on the side if we can, possibly. We heard from Paul, uh, who said, it's great that everyone has an opinion on John O'Rourke. For me, I think even the great players make mistakes at times. So let's give him the end of the year and make an assessment then. Clarko and the club will do that. They know more than anyone else, including all of us. And I think that kind of ends the issue for me. That I thought that was really well done by Paul. He put it very diplomatically, much more than me on social media. We heard from... Well, trust uh, in the club. Mate, they're controlling it. Don't have to trust them. They'll do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I'll be the first to say, we have no power as a podcast. We don't really do anything. People like to think that we do, but... <sighs> Whoop <Warp> a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't made that switch, though. Haven't made the switch to Mitch. No, that probably won't happen if Shuey keeps doing that. Well, what's what's your tip? What are your feelings out of this game? You weren't nervous at all with Carlton, which, rightly, you weren't nervous. You're a bit nervous about going over to Optus Stadium and Graham would never play that before. Frio, if they're going to win anywhere, they're going to win at home. Frio have been doing okay, haven't they? They've done all right over the last month. They're a young side. They get up a bit of confidence every now and again. They can get a run on, but... Surely we have enough experience with Jager and, and Burgoyne coming back in. The only thing I'm worried about is the ruck. On paper, I'd say we're certainly better, but who knows with Hawthorne this year? I mean, it just really depends on which team shows up. Now, uh, we heard from Jez who asks, how many games do you think we need to win to make finals? All of them? Put it this way, if we drop this one against Frio, it's not looking good, hey? You know there's only one way we're beating Frio, though, don't you? It's the same way we beat Carlton. <laughs> What's that? Getting angry on the podcast. It was the rant. It was always the rant. I should have known. That was the idea behind it. It was the thing that propelled them to glory, Tiz. But I need to do it again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What have you got? I've got plenty. Ah, oh, Frio fans, I know your team has quite the famed reputation for its defensive setup, but when you're seven wins and ten losses and a mile off the pace, I'm just not sure it's a good one. Now, to be fair, I know it's not the players. It all starts at the top with Ross the boss. It's little wonder he's clammed up on the subject of contracts, don't you think? I mean, no need to talk about who signed to when, eh, Ross, when you're limping to the end of your own contract? Seriously, Freo fans, the anchor is such a fitting symbol for your footy club because if I had to rock up and watch Ross's defensive rubbish week in, week out, it'd get me down too. And let's face it, you've had little to get excited about in 2018. Nothing's really gone right for Fremantle this year, which is pretty much par for the course given your club's sorry history. I mean, you've got Siren Gate, an umpire marked the ball once. Beyond that, you're basically irrelevant. But don't worry, Hawthorne's heading over to put you out of your misery. And I know you seem to have a problem with the lights there at Optus Stadium, flickering away like the whole joint's on life support. But when the final siren sounds, it'll be lights out for good. The Hawks will have the chocolates, and the home crowd will be left to suck on a violet crumble. Lovely. <laughs> the reference to violet crumble is just disgustingly good. 
Who sucks on a violet crumble, by the way? Well, it's just the kind of weirdos that Perth people are. <laughs> Unfortunately, you wrote it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate watching Frio. I think everyone does, don't they? <gasps> State of the game. State of the game. What is it's that? It's a war zone. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately they don't have the anchors on top of up the stadium do they we're gonna miss out on that you remember those blow up anchors yeah i know rather suggestible from distance (laughs) anyway yes anyway (laughs) so uh bradley hill he'll be a highlight is he gonna play i've heard murmurs lately of him wanting to come home i don't i don't know if there's anything home he is home that's why he's there hawthorne mate Oh, okay. That's his home. <laughs> That's his real home. Right. I don't know if there's anything substantiated about that. Just a few whispers. Bit of the Trent Crodes, eh? Bit of the Trent Crodes. I'd love to do a Trent Crodes style deal. <laughs> Get him back here. <laughs> uh, I mean, why not? You but, want him back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> don't look at me like I'm a weirdo for suggesting it. <laughs> I know I know how you feel about it. But, I mean, you know, there's the rant. Um uh, just some club news. Uh, we hit 80,000 members. Well, that pales into insignificance, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah, well, I saw um, the 100,000th member for Richmond interviewed. Um, beautiful plumage. I'm surprised they haven't had a Save a Tiger membership drive where you actually sponsor a tiger in India. That's going to be a real problem for them because, I mean, how, how are games going to come? If, if all of them rock up, that's going to stretch everything to the limit. The trains... They're gonna be stretched. Half so of not, them are pets. It's there's, fine. There's not gonna be the car park. There should be a law against. Is there it. is there a wagon big enough for these tiger supporters? <laughs> <laughs> They've got to find some mode of transport. I know they love they their bandwagon. Next to the they're gym, gonna, they're gonna have to start, Richmond. Go, go, it's literally to, a walk away. Get that wagon into the garage <laughs> and start some work on it, grease lightning style, because we're gonna need it to be big. We're gonna need to really fortify it because we need all hundred thousand on. All, just all of us, out of nowhere, Tiz. The same. Out of nowhere. About 20,000 people sign up after they win a premiership. The same uh, blokes that are going on about how great it is to hit 100k mm. will, be, will be very, very sore. Oh, it's going to be. When the grand final Oh, happens. boy. <laughs> I see that number, 100,000, and I'm like, 100,000 hearts breaking. Yes. But no, bring it to me, season no, no. 2018. Bring it to me. I meant that's 85,000 that aren't getting into the G that day. Oh, right. Oh, I, I, I'm not even focused on that. I, I'm focused on the inevitable heartache of hundred of 100,000 people. Yeah, I well, think it's going to be great. We'll hear it from miles around as they capitulate in the right. grand final, having been so sure. We used to disappoint a whole league, including the executive, when we won a premiership. That's <laughs> nothing. What I do want to point out is that last year, uh, Hawthorne's tally for membership was um, 75,663. Now, that's a pretty good increase. It is a good increase. That's a few litters of puppies. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, no matter how you want to get there, Tiz, <clears throat> whether it's puppies or not, yeah. Didn't need a premiership for it to happen. Richmond, it's it's an old tide thing, the whole Richmond bandwagon supporters thing. And I know I've seen online a few a few Richmond supporters have a problem with it and go, oh Save yeah, our skins. Oh yeah, that that tired joke. Oh the bandwagon thing. You know why? It's you know you know why I can unfurl it's it. It's entirely accurate. It's entirely true. It's yeah. still true. It was true before. It's more true now. So it doesn't matter if you you can take pride in the premiership, but what you have to do is have a sense of humour about this thing about your club that is real. There are certain jokes you want said about your club. Yeah. That's one of them. Just accept it. Yes, you won the flag. You won the flag. But accept that this is what your fan base is. And that is they're just hungry for success. And at the drop of a hat, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, I'm a supporter. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with the boys. I'm with the boys. Yeah. Yeah, not like North Melbourne. They're, they're supporters. It's just going to die out. I mean, it's just, it's cruelty to a kid to make them go for North. Ah, no, it's not. <laughs> they play a nice style of football. Melbourne, however. Oh, see now, see that was a beautiful moment because my hatred of North was was met with your hatred of Melbourne. Yeah, so they've got a 300 gamer this week. Good old Geordie. Do you want to skip straight to a listener question about that since we're on it? All right. Is the listener question, should we be 
really, really angry at Geordie because we asked him to take a pay cut and maybe a smaller contract, just like he'd benefited from from all the other bloody players at our club throughout the ages. And yet he decided, mm, just not for me, boys. I'll, I'll take the three-year contract at Melbourne and stuff his all. I think the listener in question, Matt's going to be a bit annoyed I don't get to read out the question now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you better read his question. All right, now. let's go for it. So Matt hit us up. He slid into our DMs, Tiz. Did he? Yeah, Matt slid. Our DMs are open. People can hit us up whenever they like on there. So... I do that every now and again. <laughs> you sure do. Matt, this is what Matt says. I'm interested in your thoughts on Jordan Lewis's upcoming 300th. I'm pretty dirty. He chose to leave our great club. I feel he benefited from all the older players taking one-year contracts when they hit 30 for his whole career. Gets to be his turn, and he won't take the one year because the D's offer him three. I'm dirty. He chose the contract over being a one-club player, which is essentially what you've just spelled out there. Now you seem to be on the same wavelength I'm getting. Is that right, Tiz? Yeah, but then, like, the emo argument comes in. (laughs) The emo argument? Yeah, the emotional. (laughs) The emotional (laughs) argument comes in. uh, But Lewis expected he'd be the leader or whatever. Now, that's apparently what happened. The the, the famed conversation with Clarko. That was Favola. That came out of Favola's mouth. Are you going with that? Is that that really the conspiracy? That's where it began? So, Clarko turns up and (laughs) Jordan's, you know putting his tie on and everything, just <laughs> getting his collar ready, yeah. waiting for another zero to be added to the paycheck. <laughs> as the, you know. Really? Okay. He's probably remortgaged another house or something. <laughs> you know, getting ready for the sure. for the captaincy. And uh, Clarker goes, <laughs> well, actually, we noticed you haven't been putting your head over the ball for a couple of years now. <laughs> and uh, maybe you should look somewhere else if you want more than a one-year contract. So it's gone from, I'm going to be the captain of this club, to... You are so far on your way out that <laughs> you're getting one year, mate. It's got to be a shock to the system for him. If that is the truth of what happened... Well, which... Look what happened. He got to Melbourne, he dropped how many kilos? You look at him now, he's a lot leaner. I don't regret it. I do not regret him not being at the club. I do. Really? Yeah. Seeing what he does at Melbourne, he's very patchy form at Melbourne. Look, I know the Melbourne supporters don't understand how to appreciate a good player. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's like he is their go-to kick out of that back line whenever there's heat on. Mm. And apparently <laughs> they can't recognise when he, he hits up a target at the... Like he kicked that goal against us. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, no, I remember, yep. And then he kicked, with 30 seconds to go, he went back, took about five steps, put it straight through against another club later in the year. Yeah. And they're still having a go at him for for not performing on Melbourne's list. <laughs> I read that Vince is better than Lewis. Mm. Now, Lewis is a champion. Yeah. And if you saw... I, okay, so you know how Melbourne lost on the weekend. Fabulous. Do I? Yeah, of course. They focused on Lewis at the end of that game. They did, yeah. Why is that? Why did the camera just spend all that time on Lewis? Because they needed a they needed a story. They needed someone's disappointment to show. They needed he was know. he wasn't that disappointed. <laughs> he he should have put up his four fingers again. <laughs> <laughs> because the blokes that were really disappointed were the were the legitimate Melbourne draftees. You know they were yeah. almost as disappointed as when they were drafted. Anyway, Jordan Lewis, what a weird way to end the podcast. <laughs> Didn't really anticipate we'd be. Discussing him, but another here we great are. number three. I kind of like our number three at the moment, don't you? I did love Conan when I was a kid. So did I. Weirdly, I remember taking Speckies on my dad's couch, calling it like doing the commentary as kids do. What as Anthony Condon? Yeah. I don't think he ever left the ground, mate. <laughs> no, I don't assume that he did. <laughs> That's who I used to choose. I have this weird fragment of a memory. Oh, back in the day, eh? Back in the day. Ah, oh, Geordie. One of us is making finals. That's the funny thing. Hawthorne or Melbourne? Hey, have I told you my theory about what's going to happen at the end? It's this is not prophecy territory. You don't you can relax. Okay, so you're not confident. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Red rag to a bull, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. Well, I don't care. You may mock me, but I will take the bait anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I, I my new prophecy is that um, John O'Rourke signs a new contract. <laughs> no, I'm not that confident. Tim O'Brien gets an extension. 
Well, if he performs next year, he will. Okay. But I, I don't know. No, I'm going for round 23 um, based on Hawthorne's form and what will unfold in the next few games. We get to try new rules. <laughs> I suggest that round 23, our match against Sydney, dun, dun, quite dun. fittingly... Will define Buddy's career. <laughs> ...is the game that Hawthorne needs to win. We need to... You know, a lot of a lot of 2018 has been about redemption after last year. We had such a terrible start to 2017 and we've been working our way back up since then. I think our redemptive arc ultimately culminates in needing to make amends for that loss against Sydney earlier in the year. I think okay. the only way we make finals is if we beat Sydney round 23. And if we lose that game, we They've miss out. they got a disgusting record up there this year. They do. It's going to play in our favour, I think. So... Anyway, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it can't, the deciding fact of Hawthorne's season is round 23. We lose, we don't make the finals. We win, we get redemption, we make amends for the Sydney loss, and we make finals. That's my prediction. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. It's, you know, that's I'm calling it from downtown. It is weirdly sentimental, but I just have a feeling that's how it's going to play out. I don't even know what results we need to get us there, but yeah, I just I think that's how the um, how the cards will fall. Even if we play finals. You know, we don't have a congested style. Every time they come up with a new concept on how we should be playing the game, just imagine how Clarko's going to use that to win another premiership. <laughs> that is the advisable reaction at this point. So many loopholes. Don't do what I do and get frustrated. Do as Tiz has recommended, which is the only sensible thing at this point, because the AFL is going to do what they want anyway. So you might as well just look on the bright side and go, how is Hawthorne going to exploit this? <laughs> God knows, we've had a few rules changed on our... Oh, against us. Yeah, yeah. On, the, on, on the back of our exploitation yeah. of them. Never seen such sour faces as 2014 when we won it again. <laughs> or was it 2013 when we went... I can't remember which one was more sour, to be honest. I think when Frio lost, I think they were pretty sour, weren't they, Dimitriou? I think 2015, it was pretty bad for the... Oh, no, they were like, oh, well, you know. That's expected. Anyway, we're getting bogged down again with the state of the game stuff, which I absolutely yeah. refuse to it's do. It's a clog mine. Jeez, oh, I've walked right into that one too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself, to be okay, honest, less, at this point. Hawthorne win by less than 20 points. This weekend? Yep. I agree. Done. You know, we win this game, I would start to believe in finals. Well, if we make finals, Sicily comes back, Birchall might be back, Howe's back. Brereton, Dunstall. <laughs> are in the commentary box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- these are the players we've been missing, mate. Now, what we need is we need a debutante like Brereton in a final. Who have we got going around in the twos that could just come in at a moment's notice, kick six in a final? Nash for comments. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All right, now we're going to wrap this thing up. I, I promise this time we'll wrap out iTunes. Rate and review us on there. Hawk Talk Pod on Twitter. That's where you want to head to follow us on there. Find us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. And uh, that'll just about do it for this episode. Go, we've gone on a shockingly long time. Well, that's what the state of the game will do. We just got bogged down in that, and uh, we just, you know, you've got to get past it. We're a happy team at Hawthorne, I guess. No, we're not. We're a fantastically happy and adaptive team at Hawthorne. (laughs) 